Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. We are going to dive into something that can change the trajectory of your health journey entirely. Because what we're diving into today is breaking down some of the most common challenges people have that interfere with them getting to their health goals. So we're going to be talking about two different challenges people can have with eating, and we're going to go through the specific strategies you can use for these two different challenges. And one of these challenges you've probably heard about, even I've talked about it at one time or another. The other one is less talked about, and I think it needs to be talked about more often because when we put all of our resources and energy into solving the wrong problem or trying to overcome the obstacle that isn't the real obstacle in the first place, we're not going to very far. So here are a few things to expect from today's podcast episode. You're going to learn the difference between emotional eating and what I have come to call complacent eating, which is a lot less talked about. You're going to learn what each one of these is. You're going to learn how to know which one you're struggling with. And then you're also going to get the specific strategies you can use to overcome whichever challenge you're currently facing. And finally, the other thing you're going to learn is how to treat yourself with gentleness and self-love when these challenges occur. Let's actually start there because that is the most important thing that you can do as you're assessing your own challenges with eating when they come up. If we beat ourselves up for emotionally eating or complacently eating, we're going to feel bad about ourselves. We're going to be more likely to check out and want to do things to escape that self-judgment and all of the uncomfortable emotions that comes from feeling that judgment towards ourselves, which is actually going to be more likely to keep us in the cycle of emotional eating, binge eating, complacency eating, anything else that might get in the way. So this is not an episode to beat yourself up if you find yourself in one of these patterns. It's all about noticing where you are, which of these obstacles might be present for you, 
and then start to take the gentle action to work through the obstacle that's come up. All right, let us dive into these two challenges with eating. Emotional eating versus complacent eating. And this actually stemmed from personal struggle that I was having for quite a few months. It started in earnest when I moved in with my fiance. And that was a big life change that came with some other changes. And what was happening was I was eating in a way that was not in alignment with my goals. And I am not all about the perfect diet. I believe that there is always room for indulgences and for enjoying treats in moderation. And this was not that. It wasn't the full-on binges that I had once experienced, which looked like me coming home after a rough day, buying all this food and just like going to town on it on the couch. It looked more like extra snacking because my fiance has a 15-year-old son, so there's 15-year-old boy food in the house. There, There's ice cream sandwiches and chips and peanut butter filled pretzels. It looked like not prioritizing meal planning and eating those meals that really gave me energy and helped me feel my best. And it looked like having more takeout because my fiance was having the takeout or it looked like just eating whatever he was eating, even though I knew I probably wouldn't feel my best the next day. And what I did incorrectly was I assumed this was emotional eating. So I kept trying to use the same tools that I had once used to help me overcome emotional eating. And they weren't working. I kept doing them. And this pattern persisted. And I found myself just getting more and more apathetic and more complacent because it felt like I'd kind of dug myself a hole And now I had this negative momentum working against me. And now that I'm through it and on the other side, I'm so grateful for it because it showed me another level where people can really struggle with their eating habits that goes beyond emotional eating. And I can now share with you what I learned from it and how you can also notice this tendency in your life and how to move through it. So we're going to start with emotional eating first, because this one is more commonly known. I know I've talked about it on the show before. Just as a quick refresher and to give you a few criteria to look out for, emotional eating happens when we're eating to numb emotions. We feel a lot of stress and discomfort, and we know that if we eat and distract ourselves with food, we will temporarily feel better. Emotional eating will often happen during times of intense stress, intense emotion. And when you're emotionally eating, there's going to be a good chance that you're going out and buying specific comfort foods or binge foods, particularly at the end of the day. It tends to be when people struggle with emotional eating the most. And then the other thing is with emotional eating, 
there's a good chance that you feel super guilty and really emotional about it the next day. So you had this difficult emotion to begin with, you ate to self-soothe, and then you pile more uncomfortable emotion on top of that, the guilt, the shame, the regret. And then often we eat emotionally again to try and escape those emotions. So that was a bit of a refresher on emotional eating. Now I wanted to talk about something that is different that requires different strategies in order to move past it. And that is complacent eating. And this is what happens when more of the time you're eating what's convenient. Again, it could be what your family is eating. It could be the takeout because meal planning didn't happen this weekend and you're so busy, genuinely so busy. Maybe complacent eating looks like you're eating to please other people or try you're trying not to offend them. And that's something I had to wrestle with when I moved in with Chris. I had to have conversations with him and see where he was at in terms of me eating differently than him. Because I had these irrational fears that if I made my own food and did my own thing, he would think that I was being snobby and didn't think his food was good or that it would hurt his feelings because he's such a good cook and now I'm not eating this amazing deep fried something or other. So I actually had to have this conversation with him about it. And obviously all those fears were unfounded. But when we don't have these conversations with other people, we can end up just eating in a certain way to appease them or to make them feel better. And I don't know if you can hear that. I have a whiny cat in the background um, that is super cute. Anyways, when we are eating to appease other people, it might be as simple as having a conversation with another person to see where they're at, to share how you're feeling and why it is important to you to eat in a certain way that gives you energy and supports your fitness goals and all of these things. Oftentimes, the worries we have about what the other person is thinking are unfounded, as they were with me. And if they weren't unfounded, if there actually is some stuff going on there, it's actually a chance to get closer in that relationship by working on this together. And now you might hear some purring because he jumped up on the desk and uh, has joined us. So hopefully you're all good with that. All right, so that's another element of complacent eating. You are eating to please other people. And then another factor in complacent eating is that often you'll start eating whatever because you've gotten distracted by life and maybe your health goals have taken a backseat. And this is where it's so important to be super gentle with yourself. Because you are human, and as humans, we only have so much time, we only have so much emotional energy, and we only have so much focus. So if there is another area in your life that's requiring a lot of your attention, what's going to happen is, temporarily, your health goals might take a backseat, and that might look like the meal planning not happening the way it once did, or some of the practices that were keeping you focused not happening. 
Another sign of complacent eating is that it suddenly feels too hard to stick to consistent habits. So there's no consistency where there might once have been a lot of consistency. There's probably a lack of planning. And this can go on for a few days or a few weeks. And then what happens with complacent eating is that it becomes a matter of inertia, negative inertia, where now you've gotten so far away from your meal planning and your healthy eating that it's harder to come back to. With complacent eating, it's probably not going to be those full-out binges that happen with emotional or binge eating. It could just look like having more processed food than you're used to or ordering more takeout without it necessarily being excessive. This type of eating can often happen when life gets super busy or you have some really big projects or goals elsewhere that are taking the lion's share of your energy, your time, your focus. And this can often happen in times of big life changes like it did for me because there's a lot more to adapt to at this point in time. With this type of eating, you might feel some regret, but there's a good chance it's going to be less emotionally charged than how you feel after emotional eating. It'll probably be more like an apathy or a dullness, kind of a whatever, I'll deal with this later sort of mentality. And this is largely due to where complacent eating comes from in the first place. And that's what we're going to talk about when we get to the solutions. Before we get there, let's talk super briefly about how to work your way through emotional eating, if that's what's coming up for you. The biggest thing here is to have routines and practices in place that help you process and take care of your emotions without food. And that could be a journal practice or even a five-minute daily meditation practice where you just sit and let yourself feel any emotion that comes up without judging it or trying to make it go away. And just think about that. Can you imagine how different your life would be if you got home from work every night and you had that standing five-minute appointment and you just sat down or you laid down and you felt whatever emotions were coming up and you learned that they weren't going to hurt you or overwhelm you as long as you felt them. And then you were able to move on to the rest of your evening having processed and worked through those emotions, having taken some deep breaths, which is going to reduce that desire to emotionally eat tenfold, if not more. So that's emotional eating. And then let's move on to complacent eating. So there's a few places that complacent eating can come from and a few questions to ask yourself. So question number one, are you resting? On a regular basis. When we aren't resting, that's where that apathy is going to creep in because we don't have the capacity and the energy to hold space to even care about our health and fitness because we're so burned out and so exhausted and so tired. This is the first big place to check to see if this is at play, if this is the type of eating you're experiencing. 
Another thing that might need to happen is those conversations with people around you, especially if you're finding you're eating in certain ways because you don't want to rock the boat, you don't want to make extra meals or make food your family might not like as much or some of these different things. Having these conversations and enlisting the support from those around you is going to remove so many of the blocks around complacent eating. And the thing is, the people in our lives want to support us. And when we're willing to have these conversations and share with them, this is what I'm struggling with. This is how I would like it to be. I honor that you might have different needs and different preferences, and I'm okay with that. And also, here's how we might be able to work together to support each other. You're actually going to benefit your relationship by having those types of conversations, and you're going to create more ease in your health and eating journey as well. And then the final antidote to complacent eating is asking yourself, how can you reconnect back to your health goals and get excited about them again? What happens when we have been off track and eating out of alignment for a few days or a few weeks is now we've lost the excitement because we've stopped taking action or not seeing results. And maybe we even feel like we've gone backwards. So in order to eliminate complacent eating, we need to find those ways to get excited about our goals again. And something I have done in times of struggle is I've written down a list of 10 different actions I could take to get excited about my goals again. And then I commit to taking as many of those actions as I can in the next string of days. And that is a huge shortcut to re-exciting yourself. When we take an action with our bodies, we are going to be far more likely to change our state and change our energy than if we do almost anything else. And you've probably noticed this in certain situations. Maybe you've felt really sluggish and didn't really want to get up and do anything. Then you went for that walk anyways, and all of a sudden you wanted to do all the things. Or maybe you had a time where you were just really grumpy and miserable and just not feeling the day. And then you decided to tell a joke to your coworker who was beside you and just committed to laughing and seeing the humor in a situation. And that's going to change your state as well. So when you find yourself in those times of eating with that complacency, ask yourself what it would take to reignite your excitement. When that excitement is back, we are able to take the actions that are in alignment with our goals far more easily. And then we will get inertia working for us instead of against us. So those are the two types of eating I wanted to cover today. This might be an episode that you want to return to in periods of struggle, or even just a question to ask yourself. When you find yourself eating in a way that isn't how you'd like it to be, you can ask yourself, am I emotionally eating or am I complacently eating? And from there, you can apply the right solutions to the right obstacle. 
So that was this week's episode, Slay and Thrivers. I hope your January is going fantastic and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.